Hello, podcast listeners. We know podcasts are a great way to catch up on a program that you may have missed on KSJE, and it's provided as a free service of this radio station. But you know, KSJE is now listener-supported, and so while you enjoy this podcast, we hope that you'll also take some time to join KSJE. Become a member today. It's quite easy to do. Just go to our website at ksje.com support and pick the level of support that best matches your budget. Thanks again for listening. Here's your podcast. Eight fifty one Monday morning here on KSJE. Mondays mean it is time for our Monday reboot segment, and that's when I get to talk technology with my next guest, of course, Lewis Campbell, who is joining us from Synergy Computer Systems. Lewis, good morning, and thanks for joining us once again. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good to see you and uh, talk about uh, technology. And uh, gosh, what's been going on? I guess maybe we could talk about the new spacecraft on the moon these days, right? Yeah, so Intuitive Machines, uh, their spacecraft Odysseus landed on the there. This is historical and important for a lot of reasons. You know, first of all, this is not the this is not the government. This is not NASA landing the moon. But right, private, private, private industry. You know, the, now this is all being he, spearheaded and coordinated by NASA, right? But but it is a private organization that's landed something on the moon and. The other couple other things that are really important about this is they landed the they landed this moon lander close to the South Pole, right? So they're looking for water. The idea is to get some water here, right? And the lar- the larger picture, what NASA wants to see here is they want to have a lot of private contractors start landing on the moon, because the idea is we want to be able to they want to be able to to start harvesting materials from the moon itself to start building a presence there. And this is really important because if you think about space exploration in general, the hardest thing about space exploration in general is getting out of Earth's gravity well, getting away. You know, when you think about those big rockets in the past, you had this little tiny capsule at the top of the rocket, and then you had this massive amount of engine because it takes so much power just to get something away from the Earth. Right, Once sure. Once you get it away from the Earth, though, you can do anything you want. So if we can start building things in space, if we can start building things on the moon, then we'd be able to, you know, put together spacecrafts and so forth that could go a lot farther without having to worry about that Earth's gravity well. Right. I guess those big rockets could could certainly propel a, an object in space certainly a lot further, as you're talking about, right? And that's kind of the idea is have that a base on the moon, I guess, to be a launching pad, literally, for other right. exploration. So interesting. And this is like the first time in uh, since the 1970s, I think, right, that we've landed something on the on the moon and uh, oh, yeah. maybe getting ready for humans to go back to the moon at some point in the near future? Well, that's the goal here, right? This is this is kind of how NASA is planning this out. But again, they're, they're doing, you know, the, the original moonshots that we did in the late 60s and early 70s were all about, you know, achieving Kennedy's mission of just getting someone to the moon. We didn't think very much beyond that. So like, let's start getting people to the moon. So once we did that, it was like, okay, we're putting people on the moon. It's costing a lot of money and it's very dangerous. We didn't really plan beyond that. So this is different. This is about let's establish a process and a presence so that we can do something more permanent on the moon. So in my in my idea, um, you know, establish something that we can 
we can use as a base for further exploration. Right. Now, unfortunately, the news isn't all positive, though, because don't we think that the, don't they think that the uh, spacecraft kind of landed on its side, still able to do some things, but probably not optimal, right? Right. It tipped over on the moon's surface. But again, you know, it's still, it, it, we still did something, you know, it, it's still True. a step, right? Yes. So, yeah. It, it made I, it. I, I, to yeah. me, it's really positive that we even got this far. I mean, just, you know, step one, step two, let's let's keep going. Right. Well, again, after not being there for a long time, I think, uh, you know, it's uh, it's great that it's a, it's a somewhat of a success. I think still a success. It's able to still transmit data back and do some of the things that it was planning to do um, in the, even in that um, predicament that it's in on its side like that. So, uh, so you're right. I think you're right. What else is going on? Let's hear from your list. Well, AT&T had a big outage oh, yeah. last week, right? right. And people were, I, and I'm an AT&T customer, and I have to be honest, I don't know if I was affected by the outage or not. I, I didn't, didn't notice, notice it. it. I am too, yeah. Right, but apparently a lot of people did, and so I don't know, Scott, if you got the text message the other day, there was, AT&T sent a text message to all their customers basically saying, gee, we're sorry this happened, and right. we're going to do better in the future, and now... Today, they're saying that they're going to provide a $5 credit to customers who were, quote-unquote, potentially impacted by this outage. I saw that, too. And then I saw people complaining about that on social media, which I know we, we people have a right to do that. But, I mean, I think that's pretty generous when you take your bill and divide it by, you know, 30 days of a month. It's about 5 bucks a day that I think you're paying for cell service for most of us, right? So that seemed to be yeah. pretty legit for an outage that only lasted maybe 12 hours or giving you a full day's credit to me. Yeah, that's but. a good point. I hadn't done the math, Scott, but you make a lot of sense. Yeah, so interesting. But I think, again, from a corporate public relations standpoint, I think, you know, they did the right thing by texting all their customers, apologizing for the outage since, you know, because, again, in the early minutes of it, right, people were wondering if it was a cyber attack or, or some other kind of uh, more nefarious uh, thing that was going on with their network, but they said it was kind of a, a software glitch or some other problems and took full responsibility. So I think that's that's a good thing as far as public corporate PR goes. Oh, yeah. Well, again, and it, it kind of gets back to, too, how much we've become dependent on our devices, right? I mean, it, the fact that people were upset about it so much, the fact that, you know, they had to go through all this mea culpa to get past it, and even now with their $5 credit, people are still upset. It really talks to how... You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, this wouldn't have been a big deal. <laughs> it didn't exist, but it wouldn't have been a big deal. But now it's like people's lives are dependent on their little con devices and the connectivity they have with the rest of the world. Very true. That's very true. Interesting. What else is going on? I'm noticing here that uh, Samsung is unveiling a smart ring as a way to simplify everyday wellness, according to uh, Engadget, the story that I'm reading here. A Galaxy Ring. A piece of jewelry. Well, that's that I have not heard about. So, you know, this is something interesting, I would think. So I'm guessing it's more, it's kind of like a Fitbit on a ring, huh? It seems like that. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know, there's the wearables, right? The smart watches and the smart eyeglasses. And I guess rings are the next, the next thing. Right. Um, well, I, I, Amazon, I know, I, I know Amazon has thing. one. Amazon has yeah. one that's more of a Alexa on your finger kind of a thing, not really a health monitor. Um, so this may be a little bit different from that. Right. I know it's not the first. I mean, I hadn't heard of the Samsung one, but I know it's not the first one. I know that they've been out for a little while, and it, they haven't totally taken off. But you can get smart rings, um, and I haven't tried one. So, again, a little bit of ignorance here. That's okay. That's all right. All right, back to you. What have you got? 
Oh, um, a couple of things. We have Tempe. Okay, in Tempe, they have built a community, a driverless community. They've designed this entire community around not having cars. Okay. Um, so there's no roads, but you can walk to everywhere you need to go. And so that's been, the, the, the news outlets have been talking about this a little bit here in the last couple of weeks. Kind of interesting. It's that I looked at the rental rates for these apartments in this community, and they're not that much different from everything else in Scottsdale. You know, a studio bedroom about thirteen, a studio about thirteen hundred a month, a three bedroom about thirty six hundred a month. Where you know those prices make me want to choke because I'm, you know, I remember growing up in the eighties when my first apartment was seventy five dollars a month, but I know that <laughs> those rates are pretty standard right. for today's folks. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's an interesting experiment. They build this community. People are living there now. They, you know, more and more people are signing up to live there, and a lot of people that live there are saying they really like this idea and they like this feeling of having a community where they can walk everywhere. There's a lot of uh, community spaces. They also lease out space for businesses, so there's lots of shops there. A lot of community spaces for people to get together and do things and. The, the upshot of this is it seems like the people that live here are actually a lot more connected with each other. You know, mm. They know their neighbors, they do things together and so forth. And when they do need to commute to the outside world, you know, the, the, the trains and mass transit and buses and everything all have very good terminals right there in the community that they can get on and do stuff. So, okay. you know, from a technology standpoint, it's kind of like anti-technology, you might say, but it's an interesting an interesting take on, right. on well, what's going on. I was going to say there are communities not too far from Tempe, and uh, that's the suburban Phoenix, of course, of Sun City, where everyone just gets around on a golf cart. And so yeah. it's kind of the same type of thing, but maybe just a little bit different. But I know in Tempe, uh, in Phoenix, you've got the light rail that comes into there and certainly bus service and, and other types of mass transit. So I can see where that would be helpful for folks who, if they didn't want to have a car, could still get around. And, of course, now with Uber and Lyft, you can get anywhere you need to get if you want to. Yes, sir. So, all right. Lewis, thanks so much. We're out of time. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. All right. Thank you, Lewis. Good to see you. That's Lewis Campbell from Synergy Computer Systems. He is my guest every Monday on our Monday Reboot segment right here, KSJE Farmington. Did you enjoy that podcast? We hope that you did. And if you did, share it with your friends. And if you really want to keep podcasts like this coming, please support KSJE. You can do it easily online at ksje.com.